Hi guys, welcome to Connecting 101.live podcast. I'm Alexandra Duke, an integrative clinical psychologist, and I bring you this podcast where you can learn and reflect about human connection. To start from today, to create your own version of an amazing life. Enjoy the episode, and until next time, don't forget to live an amazing life. Your amazing life. So the first topic I bring you in Connecting 101.life is, of course, self-connection. And as a, an intro to, to this topic, let me ask you a question and take a few seconds to, to reflect. So my question is, who are you? And I'm not asking your name. I'm not even asking your profession, what you do for a living, I'm asking you, deep down inside, who are you? What's your inner essence? What are you made of? And again with that, I'm also asking you, what's your mission in life? What's your purpose? What makes you get out of bed in the morning, every single morning? And of course, I'm throwing you loads of questions, and they are not easy questions, right? Most of us never stop to think about any of these questions. So, this will be the challenge that I will be presenting you on this platform, to reflect about the questions most of us will ever ask themselves. To kickstart the idea of self-connection uh, and to give you some guidelines regarding self-connection, the first thing I would say that is intimately related to self-connection is, of course, self-awareness. So, most of us, let's go to our normal daily life. So, we wake up in the morning and the alarm clock goes off. <sighs> Is it like this? Like I just showed you? <sighs> there it goes again. I have to start a new day again. A day full of chores. A day full of things I would rather not do. Or, on the other hand, <gasps> you're like this. Are enjoying your day. You're preparing to Joy day. So, this first moment in the morning, as soon as you wake up, in a way, sets the tone for the rest of your day. And most of us, most often, not every day, but most days, we are, in a way, run by our autopilots. So, we wake up very tired, very eager to stay in bed. But we do it anyway because we have to. We head off to the shower or the coffee machine or to whatever you do in the morning. But are you really there? Are you really inside your body? Or on the other hand, you're just kind of like a robot doing the same things you do every single day. And for most of us, even breakfast is the same every single day. 
So what does that tell us about our connection with ourselves? So if we would be connected with ourselves, really connected with ourselves, do you think that we would probably have the same breakfast every single day? Maybe. Or some days I feel like just having coffee, other days maybe I want some toast, other days maybe I'd like an egg or whatever. But if we eat every single day the same breakfast, don't you think that probably we are just being grown by our normal routine without really paying attention to what our body is saying? So with this idea I'm introducing the second self What is your body saying? And this can mean a zillion different things. So we can go from our emotions because emotions, despite being connected with our mental health or our emotional brain, they are felt in our bodies. So if I'm afraid sometimes or most times I have some thing here like a rock that stays here. And if I'm happy, it's like I'm open to the world, my body is relaxed, my, my neck is straight and everything seems to be working. But if I'm sad, my body also shows up. My eyes are on the ground, my body stands closed and either I could feel some numbness or I could not even feel anything, anything at all. So, every emotion is felt in our body. And my question to you now is, do you really pay attention to your body? Do you really pay attention to what your body is saying? And can you translate what your body is saying to your rational brain? Do you really understand what that pain in your stomach means? Do you really understand why, why you have a cold today? So, most often, our body and mind are connected in a way that one expresses the other. And it goes both ways. So, if we think about the emotion I'm feeling and I can be sad again and my body is showing up. I am closed, my eyes are on the ground. But, at the same time, if I want to feel happy and I use my body to create that, to show that, world, most often what follows is that the emotion comes. So I can express my emotion in the body or I can create the emotion from the body. It works both ways. So this is another useful tool for you to understand the emotion you're living at the moment because in a way, if you exercise your body in a way to create that other emotion, because, yes, normally we react to life and to other people with our emotions, but we can also create for ourselves the emotions that we want to be living. We can focus ourselves on the part of the life that we have. And one example of this can be gratitude. And gratitude is an amazing thing. Gratitude means that I pay attention to what I really, really have in my life. 
And I choose to be grateful for that. Not for what I don't have. Not for I don't pay that much attention to what I don't have yet. I Firstly, I pay attention to what I have at this moment. And what I have can be a roof over my head, food to put on the table, or an amazing sunny day today that will kickstart my day in a spectacular way. So gratitude is a very useful tool. And the resources you will find, um, a guided meditation, a morning meditation, that really addresses this and asks the questions some of the questions that you could ask yourself in the morning. So check that out in this topic of gratitude. I believe you'll find it very useful. So going back to our bodies and are we or aren't we paying attention to our bodies? The most important tool that we have that's related to this is our breathing pattern. So think with me. When you're afraid, when you're when you're when the fear kicks in how do you breathe? have you ever noticed that? and when you're happy, content when you feel alive when you're out there to conquer the world how's your breathing pattern? is it any different? so my first challenge to you is pay attention to your breathing patterns and if you're lucky enough to be around uh, a baby a young baby just pay attention to their breathing patterns. So if the baby's asleep, for example, you might notice that their bellies go up and down, up and down. And it's always like in the same rhythm, the same pace. Now put your hand in your belly. Are you doing the same? Are you feeling the air going in and out of your body through your belly? Is your belly going up and down, or is the air just here, tight, like in a shallow? So that means that you're more or less present in your own body. That means that you're more or less in contact with the experiences, the feelings, the sensations, and thus the emotions in yourself. And this is actually the first and most important step to self-awareness. And then the other step to self-awareness is not just what you're feeling in the present moment, but how does that correlate to your past life? So if you're experiencing fear now, for example, does that mean that you're actually afraid of the situation that you are about to live? Or... Does that mean that in your past, that fear was scarred? Because in the past, you really had a big challenge to... I don't know, we can think, for example, about phobias. And phobias are this anxiety disorder, first of all, but connected with overwhelming fear. And this overwhelming fear is not rational. So... For example, I can be, I can have a phobia of spiders, or I can have a phobia of dogs. And most often, what a phobia of dogs means is that in the past, maybe when I was very little, maybe before ages five or six, I had 
a very traumatic encounter with a dog. And maybe that dog was just a puppy, just a small little puppy. But I was, I was small by the time also. So in that moment, maybe that puppy attacked me. And maybe that puppy attacked me because that puppy wanted to really attack me, was afraid of me. Or it was just plain. But in my young brain, I felt the attack. In my young brain, I felt deep down the trauma of that moment. And my brain and the connections between the neurons associated from then on, dog to threat. This is actually, from an evolutionary sense, a, a very good tool. So if we would have been in the middle of the jungle, or Savannah in Africa or wherever and we find and we kind of encounter a big animal like a tiger or something it's very important for us that we know in that moment that that's really a threat and we have to know it immediately without even thinking our brain has to react for us without without any consciousness from our side so that means going back to the phobia that's that establishment of action, premise, action, and then outcome. So the premise is the dog, the action is the dog is attacking me, and the outcome is the conclusion that all dogs are dangerous, are in fact very survival-driven. However, in this case, in this case, in the case of a phobia of spiders or dogs, it's not correct. I may have this overwhelming fear, but it's not true. It's not true that all puppies, all dogs in the world are going to attack me. And it's not true that if I'm sitting here and in that corner there's a black dog that I really feel is a spider, it's not true that it's a threat to my life. But that's how I'm going to react if I have one of these phobias. So what I mean with all of this, and we will be able to explore in more detail some of the phobias and, and mental health videos, but going back to self-connection and going back to self-awareness, what this means is sometimes our emotions and the way that we feel about something are not real, as in related to the event itself. Most often, we are interpreting life in this moment based on our past experiences. And our past experiences are in a way like the phobia that I told you. So, in a way, if I have this experience from the past, let's say, regarding relationships, if I had a boyfriend years ago that rejected me, my brain may conclude that, okay, all men are evil, all men are going to reject me. And based on that decision, I will or will not present myself in different ways regarding relationships. So that's self-awareness. Self-awareness is being present in my body. So again, the breathing, again, the awareness of what my body is saying, but also being very aware of where those emotions are coming from. Are they just reacting to the present moment? or are they a product of my past experiences? And the other point regarding 
self-connection that I would like to mention today is authenticity. So authenticity is a challenge for most Authenticity sometimes makes us feel vulnerable. So, uh, and there's a wonderful TED Talk from Brene Brown that you can find on the external resources about authenticity, the power of authenticity. And there's a sequel for, for that talk, a different TED Talk later on, which is on the topic of shame. And it's called Listening to Shame. So you can check that out in the external resources. But going back to authenticity, most of us have some awareness of what's going on in their body. Um, but somehow they prefer to hide that. First of all, from others. So they are not perceived as vulnerable or weak. But also from ourselves. It's that idea that when anyone asks you in the morning, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm grand, I'm okay, I'm fine, I'm amazing. Are you really? I know, don't get me wrong, I know that most people, when they ask you, how are you today, they really don't care about the answer, it's just a social thing, not even a mean thing, just a, a social, polite thing. But are you just giving them what they are looking for, or are you really lying to yourself? The power of authenticity really puts you in contact with yourself. Authenticity, choosing every day not to lie to yourself about your feelings, your fears, your goals, how you are doing in your own Really choose to pay attention is, as I'm underlying now, a daily choice. More than daily our choice. More than that, every second, if you pay attention to how you're feeling, you're making an important choice in your life. A choice that could drive your life to the next level. And the next and last level that I want to mention on the topic of self-connection is purpose. Life mission. What do you really, really want to do in your life? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? What's your purpose? What's your mission? When it's your last day on earth and you know that you're going to go. And when you look back, analyzing your life, what do you want to see? What do you want to tell yourself and be proud of yourself. And when you're gone, what do you want people to say? What do you want people to say that you've accomplished? So, this is self-connection and self-awareness. This is how you can escalate your growth, your self-development. And virtually, all relationships in your life and your life itself. Because if you can pay attention to yourself, if you can understand your core essence, that's the primary school to understand other people. That's the emotional intelligence that you're developing, the skills 
you're developing to then connect with other people and connect with your own. Escalate yourself and your life to the level they should bring you. The person that you are right now, the person that you want to be. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, don't forget to live an amazing life. Your amazing Hi guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's episodes and I hope it triggered some meaningful self-reflection that will help you continue your search and creation of your amazing life. Don't forget to check out our next episode and to connect with me. And until next time, don't forget to live an amazing life. Your amazing life. Talk to you soon. All the best.